0: The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Wow. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley.
1: Raiders, Dragons, and Knights. We're getting so much closer to the beginning of the NRL season for 2024. Of course, the fantasy app is ready. If you haven't downloaded it already, what are you doing? Get amongst it, create your teams. And if you have any questions, jump on our social media. We're more than welcome to happy. Uh, we're more than happy to help you get through it. Shut up, Nick. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: All right. So we're going to talk about some players from the Raiders, Dragons and Knights. Um, let's start off with the Raiders, Callum. their buy rounds. What's that looking like this year?
0: Not bad, mate. Um, they've got one of their buy rounds in the third week of the origin buy round period. So the other two are outside of that. So not really great for us head to head players. Um, but yeah, not too bad. Round ten, round fourteen, round nineteen.
1: Have you got the price right on this first bloke? Yep. Tell us about him,
0: Chevy Stewart. Um. Could be selected at fullback for the Raiders this season. There's reports going around um, that he's battling it out with um, Savage and also Chris. Um, Yeah, there's not much else to say. He's averaged 39 in New South Wales Cup last year whilst playing fullback. Uh, If he doesn't get selected, then don't get him if he does put him in your emergencies.
1: Yeah, 230K is pretty juicy. Uh, One of the top blokes of fantasy last year, Maybe someone to consider starting with this year, Nick, talking about the Hawes, Corey Hawes, is he a go-getter this season?
2: Uh, well, he's uh, actually suspended to start the season, I believe, mate, so right. um, do not put him in your team to start the year, otherwise you're going to miss, miss out on about three or four weeks, is it? Something like that.
0: Yeah, I I,
2: I know I got sprayed. I, I, we our podcast got sprayed last week for uh, misinformation by someone who shall not be named. Um, who was it? <laughs> let's just say one of our listeners. Um, so I want to get the facts right. Uh, let's just call him Voldemort. Let's <laughs> just call him Voldemort. So let's go to Raiders. Let's go to Raiders here. I'll try and get the information for you. Uh Round four. So he's three games suspension.
1: Yeah, right. Do you bite the bullet, buy him, put him in your emergencies?
2: No. Is he that valuable? No. You'd only do that with like a basement player there, but uh, no. So Corey Horse is taking up so much money there. Um, He's only probably a draft option and uh, he might be a good player to pick up somewhere through the season, maybe. Maybe.
1: Uh, Nick, let's stick with you, Hudson Young.
2: Uh, yeah, well, this is Callum's favourite player, I reckon, of uh, the last few fancy years, Hudson Young. <laughs> I've never had him, ever. Um. Yeah, he just, he doesn't make a lot of money um, and he has some really good games and has some really bad games as well. So, yeah, he's been up and, up and down. Um, Sounds
1: like you on the cricket pitch, mate.
2: Yeah, mate, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's average, he's at a break even 47, 646K is Hudson Young. Again, he's a solid option. You know, couldn't, could average 50 in, a, in an ideal world if the Raiders are going well. But even if he does that, there's a lot of edges that are better than him. And there's a lot more value in the uh, some edges as well. So uh, that we've already talked about. Yeah. So uh, he, he's someone to stay away from, I believe.
1: Callum, uh, we're moving on to Jamal Fogarty. Yes, Jamal
0: Fogarty. Um, Let me just see how many teams own him at the moment. It should be up there. He's been quite popular earlier on. He is in almost 12% of teams of this podcast. So um, he's currently priced at 637K break, even of 46. That was his average last year. Um, He averaged 50 the season before, but he's one to consider this year because... If you're not going to go with a Cleary Hines combination, he might be the best option other than maybe a Moses to run with. Um, he's just that cheaper alternative, and I expect him to bounce back this season compared to last season because he's playing alongside a younger half. Um, so ideally, he should average similar, hopefully. And this is why, this is why everyone has him um, to what he did in the Titans alongside when he had a younger half in the team, where he averaged 55 points. So mm-hmm. if he does that, there's nine points there of value that you could potentially getting. Uh, people are saying he's going to be this year's Sean Johnson. I don't think he'll be that good. He won't make as much money as what SJ did last year. That was unbelievable. Mm. Um, but there's value in him early. I think he'll be goal-kicking for them or definitely should be goal-kicking for them. Um, so I'm, I've am i got him at the moment. I haven't had a team without him, so I'm just going to follow the crowd of the 12%. It's not really too much of a crowd, but <laughs> go along with them and uh, hopefully he'll do all right for us. It's like a small function.
1: Uh, Tarpany. Nick, your favorite player in fantasy, surely?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had him all season last year, I think. Um, Looking looking into it a bit closer here, um, he's not owned by many people this year and probably for the reason of him averaging 53.5 last year and he's now priced at 54, so basically where he was last year, 737K. Um yeah, Ricky Stewart just doesn't play him as much as I think he should. So I just went and filtered his games over 50 minutes because really he should be playing over 50 minutes in this team, but he doesn't week to week. So he, last year um when he played over 50 minutes, he averaged uh nearly 58 minutes in those games and for a fantasy score of 57. Mm. Um so that's quite good. The problem is Um Ricky Stewart, yeah, it doesn't play him 50 minutes every week. It's quite quite interesting. Um, Corey Horsbrough was a bit bit of an issue last year. Um, he took a lot of minutes there. Um, obviously they got Papaliti, he's getting on. Um and they've got this Morgan well, we'll talk about him later, but Morgan Smithy's coming over as well. They got Elliot Whitehead could move into the middle apparently with Zach Hosking there. So it's interesting. Um, horse out for three weeks, though, um, could mean that Tarpany might have a really good start to the season um, and then and then drop away. But even then, I don't think I'm too interested at the moment, even though he's got a really good PPM of about one.
1: KO Weeks. Callum, should we subscribe to KO? I believe
0: so. Um There's a starting half role available, as I was talking about with Fogarty at the club this season. It looks like he's going to get the first crack at it. Um, He played one game there last year at 5'8 for Manly, and he scored 25 points, so not great. Um, But that was his first year in the NRL. I think he can probably do slightly better this year. So if you go off that, his break-even's 18, so he's going to make us a little bit of money. Um, He's a winger fullback and half-duel as well, which is very nice. Um, very valuable to our teams to have those dual position players Uh, so I just think he probably will be a decent cash cow to start the season off with and if he's named to start then you should probably have him in your emergencies or you could potentially even start him uh, in your wing of fullbacks
1: yeah let's stick with you let's talk about Matt Timico good season last year yeah he had a good
0: season last year Um, average 44 it was 12 points better than his previous season in 22 so um Pretty pretty good season for him. I think he probably might drop off slightly. Um, he's too too inconsistent, um, too expensive to start the season off. So just avoid him at that price.
1: Uh, cash cow from last year coming into I believe his second season. Is that right? Or second or third?
2: Who we talk savage. about, it, mate? Xavier Savage. Savage. Uh no. So he was a cash cow in twenty twenty two. Well, actually, 2021 he, he debuted, um, but he was, um, yeah, 2022 was a sort of breakout year, I guess. And then last year, actually, I only played one game uh, on the wing. There you go. Sort of out of favour last year. I think he had a bit of an injury maybe at the start of the year, possibly, and then, uh, yeah, just couldn't find his way back in the team. Um, It's funny. It actually, his best fantasy score was from – 2021 when he played three games <laughs> at 73 points there, so yeah I don't know what's going on there. He sort of hasn't developed I think as Ricky Stewart and the Raiders would have liked. Um, and in reserve grade last year, I believe he was playing wing uh, instead of fullback in reserve grade. So might look like that um, he's out of favour at fullback as I as I said um, just before. And, uh, yeah, they might go with Chevy Stewart, which would be great for everyone else, I think, because he's a lot cheaper. But um, just look out for him. I guess if he is named at fullback, I'm you, 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 oh, sorry, he is someone you can put in your team. Um, he's had a decent average at fullback. Um, career average is 38 at fullback. So, you know, he's priced at 25. Um, so, I mean, that'd be probably a no-brainer if he was named there. Um the only concern is Sebastian Chris is going to come back in round two. Um, not sure where he's going to play yet, but we'll talk about that, I guess, with uh, a player coming up as well here. Seb Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I know where he's going to play. Um, well, Cal, okay, you go, mate, then. He's Raiders come expert.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's come back out. And obviously, he's playing round two now. Um, he's come out and said that he's been training between fullback and center, but has spent most of his time training at left center. Interesting. So it looks like at the moment he feels like he's going to be playing center. Uh, if that's the case, when playing in the centers, he has a career average of 36 from 80 minutes. So his break even is currently 29. So there's some upside there for us. Uh, he's priced under 400k at 395k. Um, Look, the only problem, though, if you decide to go with him and start with him, because I know a lot of people are considering if he does start at centre, because his average is slightly better there. Um, Obviously, he's suspended for that first round, so you're going to have to have some cover in your emergencies to be able to fill in for that week, and then you can bring Seb back into your team. Um, Saying this as well, it's pretty important for the next bloke we're going to talk about, and Ethan Strange, if he does start at centre, uh, because Chris has also come out and said that he's tipping one of either James Schiller or Albert Hopawate, to be there for round one to fill the void while he's out. Um, so that won't be good for Strange, we'll discuss, and also um, the likes of Nick Kotrick, or whatever you, you pronounce his last name, um, who's been tipped as well to start on the wing for round one. So there's possibility that Schiller and they might even play on the wing come round two once Chris is in the team. So it's ridiculous at the moment what's gonna happen with this back line. We're just not gonna know. We've we we might not even know in the trials we'll have to wait until round two to see what occurs. But it's a it's a waiting game at the moment. You just have to watch what happens.
1: Cal what can you tell us about Ethan Strange? Because his price is um yeah quite good, 250K but is he worth getting into your team?
0: Well he's only young. I think he's like 19 or maybe maybe turning 20, twenty this year. Um I've only see I think he played a couple of games last year um i saw him play in the under 18s um state of origin game as well he was pretty good in that i think he i don't know if he scored a hat trick in that i could be wrong i think he scored a try um but yeah he's he was tipped to apparently start at center but now with the news you know chris coming out saying that he feels like he's going to be playing there based on where he's been training it looks like ethan strange might not be named and if that's the case it's not great I'm relying on him to get a start. Um, He's in 36% of teams at the moment, so he's highly owned. Right. It's going to be a, a big headache for all those coaches who have currently got him in because you have to try and get him out. And unfortunately, you might have to get rid of a gun in your team, which is what I've done, to then accommodate price for getting in a, a, an actual decent center. Yeah. Because the there's no value this year at the moment.
1: Do you think that centre position is going to give coaches the biggest headache coming into this season?
0: It's definitely giving me the biggest headache at the moment. I, I hate the centre position. I always want to start with cheapies, but this year at the moment we might not have a single cheapie to throw in there. Sure. We might have to get a mid-ranger and a potential gun that will probably lose you 300k because you don't know what they're going to do in the centres. So it's annoying.
1: Uh, lots of decision-making coming the Raiders' way. Maybe this might ease the headache a little bit for the coaching staff, Zach Hosking, Nick. What about for us coaches? Do you think he's a a decent option to bring into our side?
2: I think this guy could be one of the most underrated people in fantasy going around this preseason. Um, obviously, the edge position, we have talked about that a lot. There's a lot of good value edge players um, going around, and we've talked about many already. Um A popular option is Angus Crying or Siwa Wong from the Roosters, both of them. Um, But I could see a world where they cut into each other's minutes there and they might actually um, nullify each other. So, and then obviously we've got Sean Bloor at at the Storm, who I'm not 100% sold on. Um, So, Zach Hosking, if you're looking at that 584K, is obviously a little bit dearer than those options. Mm. So, he's got a break even of 42. Only owned by 2% of teams. But if you go last year and the year before when he was at the Broncos, if you look at his second row um, starts where he's playing over 60 minutes, which I feel like at the Raiders, if he does get that starting role and Whitehead moves into the middle, which is allegedly what might happen, it might not happen. If it doesn't happen, round one, we'll obviously just pass up on Hosking. But if he is named on the edge, um, his career sort of starting edge. Stats is fifty-six fantasy points in seventy-five minutes. And so break even a forty-two fantasy average of fifty-six, it's nearly a no-brainer there that you might as well plug him into your team as well. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Obviously, if he doesn't get that edge spot, um, it won't it won't matter. But um, yeah, I think he's a really good player for the Raiders. So hopefully he does get that spot.
1: All right. Yeah, again, lots of questions need to be answered from the Raiders coaching staff, but of course we've got the um trials coming up, so that's the perfect time to get on our socials, ask us questions about which players to bring in. Again, we're on Facebook, Three Blokes Central Fantasy Podcast. We're also on Insta. Get amongst it, Three Blokes Central Fantasy. Last player to discuss for the Raiders before moving on to the Dragons, Cow Morgan Smithies. What a cool name! Yeah.
0: yeah. Give me a um, look, I reckon he'll have a bench roll. I think, excuse me, um, he could start for Horsburgh, though in round one. We're just not sure what's going to happen with Hosking Whitehead, and if they're going to you know rearrange like Nick was saying. Um, I wouldn't recommend buying him regardless unless he can actually solidify a starting spot and look, that won't happen in Ricky Stewart's team because he chops and changes whatever he wants whenever he wants, so it's quite simple. you just don't get him in because he's untested in the NRL as well coming over from the Super League in England, so just leave him alone. See how he goes. Have a laugh at his name. Continue on. That's
1: what I've done. Uh, Raiders Callum. Where do you reckon they're going to go on the ladder this year?
0: Oh, I don't know. Like I think that they have the ability in the four pack to do well. Um, they could make the eight, but they might be slightly positioned out of there at the moment, just with the new spine and maybe the yeah, just pretty much the new spine. I think might do it for them. They pretty much they need Jamal Fogarty to stay fit all year, and he's been injury prone. So that's sure what he won't be, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling they're going to be at the bottom with uh, Tigers. Nick, what do you reckon?
2: Much to the uh, great disappointment of one of our uh, top listeners, uh, yeah, I've got Raiders at 15th.
1: Oh. Shout out to Humps. Uh, Dragons, let's talk about the buys before we get into players' cow. Um, round 11, their first buy.
0: Yeah, slightly later one, so that's good. If we're going to pick up any Dragons players, which looking at the list, we might not have many. Uh, um, but yeah, that's fine. Round 16 is the next one, so that's the middle of the origin buy period and then round 20, so you can stack up on Dragons players if there's any guns in this squad for the run home of the season for our finals.
1: Is it the year of the hunt, Nicholas, Ben Hunt? Is this going to be one of his top years, both in the NRL and also in fantasy football?
2: Look, to be honest, I have not considered Ben Hunt at all uh, for my team, but um, I guess a new halves partner, he he um, he could score better than he has previously. Um, just knowing, obviously, Shane Flanagan is a coach, new coach, Kyle Flanagan is his new halves partner, I'm just not sure if Ben Hunt's going to get, you know, the points that you want from him at 696k break even of 50. I can definitely see him averaging in the low 50s again quite easily. Um but we know that our gun halves are Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines and there's a few other ones that average a bit higher than Ben Hunt that I think are worth are worth it more. So I'll, I'll be passing, but good, good, maybe draft selection if you want to go for some other positions and uh, pick up a half later on.
1: You don't have a little feeling that he could be the SJ of twenty twenty four? No, oh. I don't think so. Just calling it. Come back to this episode and quote me, uh, Jack DeBell and Cal. He actually had a really good run last season. A lot of coaches ended up having him. Do you think that's going to be the same case coming into this year? Um, probably not to start off with,
0: um, but you, you're right. He was the Jack DeBellin of old last season. He re- pulled out numbers out of nowhere, finished the season with an average of 57 from 68 minutes. Um, when he played over 60 minutes, average of 63 from 74. So if he can get similar minutes, he'll probably be a gun again. Um I have thought about maybe starting with him as a pod, but I probably won't. Just There's too much uncertainty with a new coach coming to the club. You're not sure what role he'll be playing. Um, there's other guns, I think, in that position that are probably in front of him anyway, um, and some of them actually cheaper. So I just think he's probably someone to target. Look, if he's doing really well a month in, you can maybe look to get him then because obviously they're buys a little bit later. Um, if not maybe pick him up after the round 20 buy and have him as one of your gun mids for the run home.
1: Nick, another one of your favourite fantasy players, Jack Bird. Are you going to be starting with him this year?
2: I should, just for namesake value. Um, On the Bird train last year, round two, I jumped on. Uh, They had a buy round one last year. Gave uh, the ones, Callum Moulton, the phone call uh, and uh, locked Jack Bird in. Straight away, yeeted out Brandon Smith. Get on your bike, son. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. (laughs) See ya. Yeah. Uh, That was one of the best decisions, obviously, of my season. Um, Started off well and didn't end that great. Um, But no, Shane Flanagan just came out actually uh, last week, sometime, I think it was, and said Jack Burr is going to play center. Mm. So that's not good for uh, his fantasy prospects. So Avoid Jack Bird would be my advice, unfortunately.
0: Hey, he'll get his center jewel back, though.
2: Yeah, and then and then they might put him back to edge, and then I'll buy him. If they move him into... Yeah, if he drops in price, Jack Bird gets a center jewel. If he drops in price and then moves back into the forward pack, uh, he could be good again. Mm. Never know. Uh,
1: let's move on to this next player, Jacob Little. Now, that's Little with two Ds. Li double D, L-E, Don't look up little double uh, D, double D's. Yeah, double Nick loves a bit of double D's. Uh, Callum, you thinking a lot or maybe a little?
0: Probably too much than what I should be. Um, like the bloke's 30, he's got 39 points right from last year, that was his average 53 minutes. Um, he had Moses M take minutes away from him last season, but now he's gone. Um, And look, I don't know if they'll have someone on the bench because I thought maybe Cole Flanagan might be starting at nine, but obviously they've had injuries to different halves. He could still move around there and shift depending on what their bench is going to be. But if they've got four forwards on the bench and Little plays 80 minutes, when he plays over 60, he has an average of 52 from 73 minutes. So that's a lot of value right there, a lot of value. Um, It's just the, the if, if he'll actually get those minutes. Um, it's probably just one to watch, see what the, the team's going to do. Like Jack Bird can always move around as well. He's a utility player. He can play wherever they need. Um, but it's just one to watch in the trials. If He does get a start, starting spot, gets a lot of minutes. I could be inclined to pick him up. It's very, very risky. Um, I don't That's think a lot of people... will. Were...
1: That's how you got to play.
0: That's it. You got to risk it for the biscuit. Um, and you might have to do that this year.
1: What's your favorite biscuit, Nick? You love your tea, we know that, but what's your favorite biscuit? What do you like?
2: Uh what, Tim Tam? Is that classed as a biscuit?
1: Yeah. The best choice. choice, mate. Good choice. Proud of you. Uh Nick, let's stick with you, Carl Flanagan.
2: Yeah, I was just looking up some stats here because this is quite interesting here, Carl Flanagan, owned by around 18%. Of teams. Um not not sure if Callum has him, but he doesn't. He doesn't. But I just had a look and now I think I might slot him back into my team. Yeah. Um I to look today and slot him back in, then slot him back out. Oh, did you? Well, um, so he's 349k, break-even twenty-five. Obviously, new club. He's got Ben Hunt there with him, which is um good. Obviously, he's not gonna be having to you know do everything or create attack he's just there to i think he's going to be there to be a a good kicking option um i think they'll share the kicking
1: yeah
0: alright he'll take pressure off hunt
2: yeah i don't think hunt will do much kicking at all i think it'll be well it'll be about split 50-50 um flanagan might even goal kick they might keep it with lomax i don't know lomax has been dropping off in the last few seasons just from that's just an eyeball test that's not backed up by any stats there it's just I think Lomax has gone off the boil a little bit um so he might kick and I was just looking at yeah his stats so over his career um I just plugged in over 60 minutes because last year the Bulldogs he sometimes came off the bench so I didn't want to include those games um so he averaged he averaged about 41 in his career with a break even 25 so that's 16 points of value right there but then um you look at those Bulldogs games and you know he, he did score a lot of 20s Uh, you know, in a couple of thirties there, he did score a 56, but you know, those, uh, those twenties and thirties concern me, I guess, for your money generation. But then I went back to to when he was at the Roosters uh, back in those COVID years. And that season was unbelievable. He was scoring fifties and sixties for fun in the halves. So, and he wasn't doing a lot. Like he was getting like 200 kick meters, you know, just his 20 tackles a game you know, maybe a couple of line break assists, try assists. I only ran the ball for like twenty meters. So he didn't do a lot and he still got heaps of points, you know, just chimed in an attack there. So yeah, it's interesting. I feel like um I feel like he's fine to plug in. I feel like if you're passing him as well, that's sort of fine as well. He's not gonna make a heap of cash, but he's someone that's more likely going to, I think. So I might try and fit him in. It's a bit of an awkward price. What do you think, Callum? You know, going to stick yeah. it back in? The well, the only concern I had, and this is I, I put him in I'm like, you know what, let's let's give the kid
0: a go. He's not really a kid anymore, but um <laughs> aver- the, the thing that I looked at, he averaged 38 when starting at 5'8, and we'd assume he'd be probably playing 5'8 for them. They, I don't think they'd move Ben Hunt out of that number seven. Um, I know it's just a number on the back, and they will probably share the role. Um, but the games that I looked at from those. Um, I think he played 10 games, and I think they were all for the Sharks. Um, He goal-kicked out of seven out of those 10 games. The games that he didn't goal-kick, he had scores of 18, 31, and 25. Mm -hmm. So I looked at that, and I've gone, oh, yucky, yuck. I don't think I can have that in my team. Um, But in saying that, a lot of people own him. He definitely has the capability of scoring well for us and making money. So he could be one just to go, you know what, let's just take a little bit of a risk. It's not too much of a risk. He mightn't do that well. He might do well. We're just not sure. We just have to wait and see how their roles actually going to be in the trials. Like I know we say it all the time, you have got to wait for the trials, wait for the trials. But I feel like Flanagan in the trials, it's really important to watch him because if they are splitting pretty much everything and they're both sharing the number seven and six role together, mm-hmm. he probably has a lot of value to offer. So... I think it's what Nick said. If, if you're going to go with him, then it's okay. If you don't, then it's probably okay as well because he's not cheap.
1: Mm. Definitely so. keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap it up with a couple more players. Actually, no, we've got heaps more. Never mind me. Zach Lomax, Cow. let's stick with you. Um, I don't know. That pricing to me just seems a little bit awkward to slot him anywhere in your team, or is he worth it?
0: Oh, I don't know if he'll be worth it. Um, Had an average of 43 last season at center. So he's priced at 591 K. Um, It looks like though, with bird moving to center, they're going to potentially playing Lomax on a wing to accommodate for him. Um, And oh, there's reports that he's going to be swapping between the wing and fullback role with Sloan throughout the game. So they're both going to share and have like a hybrid role, which is interesting. I'm waiting to see how that actually pans out. Um, But if that's the case, he'll get the duel for round one. Um, He played two games at fullback previously. I know it's not on the wing, but he's had scores of 35 and 43. So it's not the worst, uh, but he's probably not one you should be starting with at all. Shouldn't even be thinking about him. He might goal kick the the Dragons somehow, score points. Uh, He'll score points. (laughs) Um, But with the duel, he's probably just one for the old draft team, I
1: reckon. Uh, Moses Suli, Nick. Let's go back to you.
2: I've seen a few teams have Moses Suli, and I'm not sure why, but uh, average 33.3 3 last year's break even is 33, um, 458k center, and yeah, he's just obviously he had an injury affected game, just took that out last year. You know, he averaged 35 at the Dragons, so it's, there's no value there really. I, I. feel so yeah i'm not interested in moses sully at all so i do not recommend him
1: moving on uh cal i'll let you take this one because there is actually a vacant edge spot and there are plenty of players looking to fill that spot in the edge position for the dragons
0: yeah let's go through this so at the moment there's a possibility reports of four players in line well not in line but being offered the edge spot at the center, at at the, at the Dragons, I have to remember what team we're actually talking about here. Um, so you got Tom Eisenhuth, Raymond Fyatt, Tyler Mariner, who has moved over from the Bulldogs, um, Dan Russell, who was there last year for a bit, and a young kid by the name of Dylan Egan. So Tom Eisenhuth, has moved, come over from Melbourne. Um, I don't think he will get that second row spot. I'd probably think he'd be someone on the bench just because he can play multiple positions for him. Um, mm-hmm. he averaged, though, if he does get a starting spot on that edge, he averaged 40 from 58 minutes. Uh, but as I said, I don't think he'll probably get it. Raymond Faitala Mariner is an interesting one. Um, he's been fantasy relevant in the past. He's got the jewel of middle and edge still. Um, if he's on the edge, his average career average is 44 from 66 minutes. So that's not too bad because he's break evens at 31 priced at 426. So I'd be very interested if he gets it. Um, I don't believe he'll play 80, though, if he does get that role. Um, Dan Russell, he was a little bit of a cash cow for those who jumped on last year. Priced at 557 this year as a result. break Brakems at 43. Um, he might get that role, just because he's been in the team beforehand, but he wouldn't have actually had an opportunity unless Jack Byrne got injured. And I think Jaden Sewell was also out for a little bit of time as well last year. Uh, But the one that interests me, which it's going to be interesting if he does get it, because I believe this bloke could be very, very cheap. He might be one of those 230K players is Dylan Egan. So Shane Flanagan has uh, said he's a legitimate option and might be there around one. He said he's tough and he's a long-term first grader, he believes. So he also said Ben Hunt is happy to defend next to him. And following on from that, Hunt said that Egan has impressed him so far. He's one of the fittest at the club. He's always in the right spot at the right time, makes good defensive decisions, and reminds him of playing next to Matt Gillett at the Broncos. So he's been training on the outside of Hunt on that right edge. Jaden Seward's swapped over to the left a couple of times at training. Um, He's not in the app yet, unfortunately, so we don't know what he'll be priced at or what positions he'll have to his name. But if he's named there, round one, he's probably one for your emergencies. Whether he'll play 80 is another question. Um, but if he's that cheap, then I think it's a no-brainer that you're going to just stick him in your emergencies and he'll make money. Um, so there's a, a you know a whole position to watch there throughout the trials, watch all those four blokes. There might even be another one that comes out of nowhere. Because um, as of pretty much a week ago, I'd never even heard of Dylan Egan. So, And now Funigan's come out and praised him. So it's very interesting. One to watch for all of us that vacant edge spot. And whoever gets the go, they might be worth considering. Beauty.
1: Unless
0: unless it's Dan Russell. Could be
1: Dan Russell. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about the Dragons quickly. Nick Weddy Sim in the 2024 ladder.
2: Not very high. Uh,
1: We can just leave it there.
2: Um, Maybe 14th. They'll beat the Raiders.
1: We'll beat the Raiders. (laughs) Shout out to Humps uh Knights. let's finish off the potty with the Knights. actually a lot of fantasy relevant plays including one that we cannot talk about can I offer you one Kalen ponga we'll talk about him last so let's start off with adam elliott though nick um again another player that's very awkwardly priced at that 576k but will he get over his break even and make us a little bit of money
2: Uh, I haven't been considering him. Um, I'm just looking at the middles. So they obviously lost Kurt Mann there, but yeah, they got the Saifidi boys. um, Yeah. And Adam Elliott lock. So it's interesting. He's, he has got a lowish break even and he gets the minutes. It's just his PPM from memory. Wasn't great. uh, Last year for some reason. Well, let's bring up some stats. Yeah, so 42. Year. PPM of 0.74. Yeah, he played lock, but then he was getting like 50 to 60 minutes. And he's just, yeah, as I said, his PPM 0.74. It's not up there with like those those top guys in the middle who have a PPM of like, you know, 0.9 or 1, you know, up up near that area. So
0: did he finish well last year? I, th- I remember him.
2: Uh, 42, You got 60 in the second last game in 69 minutes That's I which was his highest minute game of yeah. the year so yeah I mean there's probably a little bit of value there but is it enough probably not for me
1: a player who made a lot of teams towards the end of uh, last season, Dan Gagai, Callum
0: yes Dang that guy. Price at 749k. Break-evens at 54. This bloke's expensive for a centre. Let me tell you that much. He's the top-tier elite gun. Um, It pretty much came... I wouldn't say came out of nowhere last year, but it surprised a lot of us. Um, He'll probably be a decent option again this year. He doesn't have... um, What's his name? Uh, Dom Young on the outside of him anymore. Um, And he'll, he'll have someone else. Next to him, he'll discuss later on. There's a few people fighting for that wing winger spot. Um, but he's too expensive to start with. Like, that's, that's ridiculous to pay for a centre. Mm. He's not going to score your mid-50s every week. And if he does, hats off to you. <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dylan Lucas, Cal, another player who's just around that price where we can't really slot him in without knowing if he's going to be successful for our teams or not. Yeah, it'd be interesting.
0: It'd be really nice if he still had his center duel because um, they're tipping that he might be starting on the edge this year because there's uh, another vacant edge spot available. Um, it's probably between him and someone we'll talk about later, Kai pierce Um so, so if you're looking at his stats last year, he averaged 53 from 78 minutes starting at second row. Uh, obviously, he had that duel. doesn't have it now. It's just the edge position to his name. Uh, could be a decent option, though, if selected in front of Piers Paul. But we just have to wait and see who gets through that there. Um, I don't know if he'll be playing 80. If he does get selected, he'll probably be sharing that role. Uh, there's just other people in that edge position that I think offer a little bit more value to us to start off with.
1: That player there was Dylan Lucas. And we move to a player with very high value from the 2023 season. I'm pretty sure he was the highest scoring Winger fullback last season in fantasy, Greg Marzu cow.
0: Not quite. He was very close though.
1: Yeah,
0: um, he had an outstanding year, breakout year for him in fantasy. Um, at the point where I had an average of fifty three, and then the year before had a average of thirty nine. Um, you could say, and that might be down to the the fact he was playing at the Titans and not the Knights. Um, <laughs>
1: Just the quality. No,
0: yeah, it's just because he scored a lot more tries last year and uh, had more of a, an opportunity at the at the Knights. But, yeah, he, he relies a lot um, on attacking stats, so he needs those points for tries. I think he averaged close to a try a game last year. Um, also relies upon those, you know, the tackle breaks, averaged around eight um, and averaged around 200 run metres last year as well. So he needs all those stats to do well. Could be a good option again. Um but he's just too expensive to start off with and probably just one for the draft, I think.
1: Nick, interesting options here for, I think that vacant wing spot that Callum was talking about before. No, Uh, we're talking about Jack Cogger, Jackson Hastings and Tyson Gamble. This would be for the uh, half position. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Nick.
2: Yes, mate. Yeah, sorry, I'm here. I'm here.
1: All right. Tell us. Do you need my help? Yes, please.
2: Who do you want me to talk about?
1: Let's talk about Jack Cogger.
2: No. <laughs> no. Did you say Tyson Gamble? Did you I say, didn't T- say Tyson Gamble? He's a gun. Let's have a look at Tyson Gamble. I do like myself a bit of Tyson Gamble. I, Cal- I reckon. He, I reckon he's even a better selection than Ezra Mann in fantasy. <laughs> That's one for Dom Sultan. Shout out to him. <laughs> uh what do we want? We want 5'8 last year, don't we? Yeah. Average 37. He's priced at 34. Did have a game there where we went off. So um, yeah, mate. Tyson Gamble, he finished the season quite well as well last year. Um yeah. But, yeah, only about I could probably only see about five to six points of value there. He might get up to that 40-point average, but, you know, probably not. Um, If he is at 5.8, which I think he will be at, um, 468K, yeah, just awkward price, awkward price for a half. You know, there's only two of them. You're probably going to have Nico Hines or Nathan Cleary, so that's one spot already gone. Um, Yeah, so I don't think you'd be looking at, either of the uh, Knights' half options if Callum wants to go through the other one?
0: No, don't get any of them. If you have have someone in your team who is a Newcastle Knights player and has a half uh, next to their name, you need to get rid of them out of your team and get a better player because they're not fantasy relevant.
1: You heard the man. Do not get Jack Cogger. Do not get Jackson Hastings. Do not get... Tyson Gamble. Or maybe Tyson Gamble. We'll just see how he goes throughout the year. Uh Nick Jaden Braley.
2: Yeah, I see Calm's laughing here because I uh <laughs> I have had Jaden Braley in my team at various stages this preseason. Um Yeah, so Jaden Brayley captain of Newcastle or co-captain with Kyle Ponger. I believe that is still the case. Um Got injured last year. Obviously he come back. He'll be he'll be ready to go for the start of this year. He is an eighty minute hooker generally when he you know, um 2022 he was an eighty minute hooker pretty much all season there. Um the only concern is I guess is Phoenix Crossland, my mate. Phoenix on the bench. Um, who actually started to play well last year, probably because he had to play so much. They actually got better. Um, in first grade, which is only natural, but he he actually did quite well. Um, so my concern is Jane Braley might not play the full eighty, and if he if he doesn't play the full eighty, then he's definitely not a buy. But if Jane Braley is looking like playing eighty, and Phoenix Crossland's playing like lock, um, I, that's the only place I can see him playing. Unless they put him back to the halves, which is actually where he used to play. Um, if Phoenix Crossland in the trials is playing a like, lock with Jane Brawley on the field, I could be interested there because he, he does have a, a really good um fantasy average Jane Braley. So yeah, it's like up and near 50. It's around 50. His average. And he's got a break even at 42 at 575 K probably a bit of a discount hooker option. And obviously got not, no buy until round 11. So um, that's another advantage of having him. But uh, it's a wait and see. Callum, you want to look like you want to say something there, mate? Uh, I don't want to say anything. I just think uh, he's just going to
0: share that role with uh, your favourite player in Phoenix, and there's no point selecting Jaden. I'd probably pick his brother over him. <laughs> that's bad.
1: <laughs> uh, Callum, stick with you. Kai, Pierce, Paul.
0: Yeah. Uh... 520k breaking even 38. Don't buy, he's currently injured. Um, he'll probably be, I think he's going to be back for round one. Uh, but there's too much uncertainty around the edge position at Nui this year. Um, there's just better options as we've spoken about. There's so much value in the middle and edge, so just avoid.
1: All right, uh, Tyson Frizzell, Cal.
0: Yes, Tyson Frizzell. Um, He's always a consistent player in fantasy. He averaged 52 last year from 73 minutes. Um, That's where he's priced at, at 714K. Um, People have been maybe saying, oh, do I start with a a gun edge and look at a Tyson Frizzell? Um, I don't mind it, but as I said, there's just value elsewhere. Um, I think he probably will be a good choice again at some point. But for me, it's probably later in the year um, probably after their round 21 buy, or if he's not playing in the origin period, then you can pick him up throughout that, um, time.
1: Uh, Nick, let's go over to you for one. Tom Jenkins, it's a uh, all right price, 426k. Is it worth the buy though? You heard of him before, mate? Tom Jenkins, I've heard of Jenkins from How I Met Your Mother, but not Tom Jenkins.
2: Love that. Yep. Um, so, who did he play for last year, Callum? Penny Panthers, bruh. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. And he did quite well, obviously, because he was at Penrith. Oh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he did score a few tries from memory. Oh, yep. So, he had a double and got a 60, and he scored one and got a 63. And a couple other games. The The concerning thing is he scored 10 in 80 minutes. He scored a 20 in 70, but I was at centre. So... Um, I think he's in line to fill the wing fullback. Well, sorry, the wing position um, of Dom Young, who has left to go to the Roosters. So um, it's interesting there. Obviously, Newcastle are a fairly attacking team as well, I'd guess. Uh, with Ponga sweeping around both sides, he does favour um, the opposite side where Greg Marju is. But you know, Dom Young scored a lot of tries last year as well, so. Tom Jenkins might might get over for a few. I just think he's too highly priced to have a have a punt on. Um, you'd probably... I just think back to Xavier Coates going out of Melbourne from Brisbane when he was at 350K um, and he didn't really make that much money. Or it might have been 330K or 350, somewhere around there. And he didn't make a lot. So if you're looking at someone like Jenkins, 426, it's too high, I think.
1: Uh, will we be seeing the historical Armstrong when it comes to NRL? There's been a lot of Armstrongs in history, but Cal, is uh, is David Armstrong going to be one for fantasy in 2024?
0: I'm sorry, who? Nah, David Armstrong. Another bloke I've never heard of until this time last week. Um, he's priced at 230K, break-even at 17. Um, he's another player, though, apparently competing for that vacant wing spot. Um, so if he does get selected then you probably would pick him playing on the outside of Gago instead of a Jenkins, or you could even pick the next bloke that we're going to talk about um, because they're obviously a lot cheaper. And If they score as many tries as what Dom Young did last year, then they might make us some money, but there'll be some risk involved because they're wingers and they don't normally score too well in the the, uh, old fantasy game. So just one to watch and trials. If he gets a go, maybe consider.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, this guy's got to be our new favorite player of the year, I think. Cal, let's get it right first time. Christian Mapapalangi,
0: that's him. Hats off to you. Well done, mate. Thank you. Um, he's only a half at the moment in the app, uh, but there's talks that he also is one of those ones going for that wing spot. Mm. Um, so if that's the case, he'll get a duel. He uh played two games, well, he's played two games in his career at center, so it's not quite on the wing. Um, he had an average of 40 from those games. He had a 39 and a 41. Um, and that both of those uh, games were without a try. So not too bad there. Um, obviously, he'd be more involved at center than what he would be on the wing. Um, but he's a decent player. I'd probably prefer him over the likes of David Armstrong just because I've seen Mapa Belonghi play beforehand. Um, but it's just one of those ones, as we say, wait and watch for the trials. Have in the back of your head there just to Think about um and watch him go. Hopefully,
1: it's wrapped up with fantasy god Nick Kalen Ponga. Is he um is he that one key player that's going to get us success coming into the 2024 NRL fantasy season,
2: mate? Kalen Ponga could be. He uh he had a great year last year, he won the uh. LEM. LEM, that's the one, not Clive Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Clive Churchill. I'm like, no, that's wrong. That's the, not that's the, the grand final.
0: And it's, it's not the Browns either.
2: Yeah, thanks, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he had a really good season at fullback last year. So he started at 5'8", got head knocks, played bad. They moved him back to fullback, where obviously he's great. Average 63. Mm. Um, break even of 55. So there's already eight points of value there. And he's going to be one of the top wing fullbacks in fantasy oh he's definitely probably going to be top three so you might as well if you want to you can lock him in at the start of the season uh and save trades my only concern is um his head knock obviously history mm. um but i think you need to brush out aside. if you're starting with him and he gets a head knock and he's out well then just trade him out he shouldn't shouldn't have lost too much hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen in the first couple of rounds hopefully it's you know, after round four or five, at least you get some value out of him, and that rolling average doesn't doesn't drop his price too much. Ah, uh, yeah, he's got the goal kicking back because he didn't have that when he came back last year, so he, he could have scored a lot more actually last year than he actually ended up scoring. And I, I feel like obviously he's he's fairly young still uh, in terms of footy, so he's going to get better. Um, he's developing combinations there. He had you know Jackson Hastings Tyson Gamble last year who uh, knew the club, so. He got that down pat pretty quickly and I think just going to build on that and he's someone I am considering. I can't fit him quite yet into my team but if we get a couple of cheapies, um, I might be able to. I might be able to get him. I, I think it's a good option. Obviously, round 11 by so you've got 10 rounds of him straight off the bat. Yeah, he's looking the goods for me and they don't have a bad draw to start the year either. It's pretty decent. Obviously, Gold Coast and Tigers in there.
0: Yeah, and, uh, okay. I'll, put it out, I'll put it out there as well. My sources have told me apparently he's been training very, very well this preseason. He's got the boys around him and he's very fit. Who yeah. are your sources? Um, It's a bloke. Um... Not on Instagram. No, no, not on Instagram. It's actually a bloke who does a podcast on Newcastle Knights. So I've been talking to him.
1: He's given me some inside information. That is good to know. Well, the Knights came back very strong last year uh, in the top eight, just towards the finals. Uh, How do you reckon they're going to fare up this season, Nick? Do you think it's going to be a similar story or do you think that they're going to be a pretty good team throughout the entire or majority of the year?
2: Yeah, because Knights, they finished in the 8 did didn't they? Sixth or seventh? They played, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I see him finishing. I see him pushing the eight again. I see him somewhere around the the seven eight all year. Um, you know, possibly slightly higher. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Around the uh, six seven eight mark, I
1: reckon. I mean, not as good as Titans, but we'll soon find out. Uh that's it for the potty. What a potty we discussed Raiders, Dragons, and Knights. We're going to discuss another three teams, I believe. Coming up, yeah. Next.
0: Tell you who they are.
1: Yeah. Let's Sneak have peek.
0: A quick look. It will be the Broncos, the Seagulls, and the Warriors. I'm pretty sure.
1: That is a spicy episode. Make mm. sure you join us for that. Again, any questions you may have, if you're struggling to figure out what players to actually bring in, don't stress. There's still plenty of time before the season starts, and of course, we need to figure out. Uh, players who are starting in the trials and whatnot as well but if you do have any questions or concerns uh, send us a dm on our social media pages we'll be able to help you out that's just three blokes nrl fantasy podcast and of course the way we love to finish the potty is with nick and uh, whatever he wants to do at the end whether it be a joke or just some nonsense i guess
2: Let's go with some nonsense tonight, mate. I've got a paragraph here to read to you.
1: Paragraph.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Are you ready for it?
1: Sure.
2: Uh, One afternoon, a man was riding in the back of his limousine when he noticed two men eating grass by the roadside. He ordered his driver to stop, and he got out to investigate. Why are you eating grass? He asked one man. We don't have any money for food, the poor man replied. Oh, come along with me then, the man from the limousine said. But, sir, I have a wife with two children. The man said, bring them along and you can come with us too. Uh, The other man chimed in, but, sir, I have a wife with six children as well. Uh, The man in the limousine said, bring them along as well. So they all climbed into the limousine, uh, which was no easy task, even for a vehicle of that size. Uh, One of the poor fellows expressed his gratitude sir you were too kind thank you for taking all of us with you the rich man replied no thank you the grass at my place is about three foot tall and i could use the help
1: that is shocking